right, welcome back to the big program. Just after 9 o'clock in Edmonton, Kevin Carey, along with Ladislav Schmid. And uh, we're going to welcome in one of Laddie's old teammates from the Oilers back in the day, Devin Dubnik. Good morning, Doobie. How's it going? Good, good, Laddie Daddy. What's up, Doobie Doobie? Uh, what a pleasure. Oh, what a treat today. Uh, yeah. You guys haven't talked for a while, Doobie. No, no, he he, he while, became famous in Minnesota. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big time, big time for sure. I don't I don't talk to, to former teammates anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in New York right now, Dube? Uh Yeah, well, it's New Jersey, but okay. yeah, basically just outside of, of Manhattan. And you kind of yeah, you kind of got involved with the NHL Network. How how have you enjoyed uh, your time on the set and everything you do? Uh, you know, previewing and and talking hockey, I guess. Yeah, it's been a blast. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Honestly, I was I was sitting in my basement um, shortly after retirement. Kind of like I always tell people, retirement was cool when the golf course was open, and then when it closed, it wasn't that cool anymore. Um, and I was sitting in my basement watching the uh, NHL Network on playoffs, and I just kind of during playoffs, and I just kind of thought to myself, like, hey, you know what? I think I could do that. And uh, so I called my agent and asked. If you knew anybody over there, uh, had a Zoom call the next day, and then um, they asked if I wanted to come, kind of do a trial run, like ten days later. And uh, you definitely get get kind of thrown to the wolves on it. They don't tell you too much, and then all of a sudden the cameras are on and you're going. Um, but uh, you know, I feel like I've improved a little bit. You kind of learn things as you go. And this year has been really cool with um, the new NHL Now show. They completely revamped. NHL now um, to be more of like kind of a podcast type feel of a show uh, and our interviews we get we've got some great players and, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so they want they want to be on there um, a lot more and the, the hours are better too because it's four to six instead of like being there until one in the morning so it's been a lot of fun good stuff maybe you can get Laddie on with you that would be entertaining yeah, eh? absolutely <laughs> oh yes We'll get Laddie Dottie on there, but it's a it's a remember it's a PG show, Laddie. I I can turn down the I can turn off the f bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it here. Well, today they caught me with one because they turned on the you microphone before I was ready. But uh, uh, <laughs> so you kind of mentioned, you know, like I I retired a couple of years ago, and you know, transition, you know wasn't always as smooth but how was how was your transition well, obviously now I'm working at NHL network uh, is there anything else you do like do you coach or you know like you have a lot of experience you know there there's I, I I bet there's a big market for a goalie coach like you in Minnesota so like do you stay involved in hockey like uh, in that capacity yes so it's funny you mentioned that because it's like I'm, I'm starting to to kind of piece together an idea for that side of it um i coach i, I got three boys um yeah. 10 8 and 6 so and i coach all of them and and um help out with stuff in the association i've been i've been head coach of uh, my oldest son's team this year uh he's 10 and it's been an absolute blast but certainly almost a full-time job yeah. <laughs> during the week because in minnesota you know even the 10 year olds are on the ice five six times a week Ooh. um Ooh. But that's been a blast. But I've been thinking about 
getting into uh, something like that, some, some goalie schools and whatnot in Minnesota because, I mean, it's, it's just such a hockey craze state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like – and I really enjoy teaching the kids as well. So, in retirement, it's, I mean, like you know, it's it's interesting. It's, um, it kind of hits you quick and you don't really know what to expect. And then you got a lot of free time and – you kind of got to find you got to find things to do and find things to keep you busy, and it's not always easy. But um, the kids certainly help, and then getting to do this mm-hmm. uh, was a big part of it as well. Devin Dubnik with us on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, Duby, when you were here in Edmonton, you had several great, great seasons, and then maybe just a little bit of a downturn. What was it when you left here and then ended up at Minnesota that you you kind of your your career just sort of took off where you were an all star? I mean. To have a, a goals against uh, under two is almost unheard of. But why, why did you have so much success when you went to Minnesota? Um, I mean, it's a combination of things. Um, sorry, I'm like walking by a speaker right now. You <laughs> no guys worries. Hear music, but um, I, I always when I talk about it, I always kind of said it was like the perfect storm because what, with what I'd gone through the year before. And the mindset that I had going to Arizona was that, you know, I, I mean, I almost, I was almost out of the league. So when I went to Arizona, I just, I didn't think I was going to play very much because Mike Smith was there and, you know, he was a workhorse. So I just kind of went there with the, with the mindset of, Hey, you know, let's be thankful you're, you're back in the NHL. Let's enjoy every 60 minutes. You get to, every minute you get to play, let's enjoy it. And kind of just enjoy being in the NHL. You know, maybe maybe your your time to be a starter has passed you. Don't think about that. Just go enjoy being in the NHL. And uh, so then when I got traded to Minnesota, as I started to play more in Arizona, I kind of was starting to get the itch again. Hmm. Like, you know, I didn't change the mindset, but I was like, you know, now, okay, hang on. Now I do want to start games. You know, I'm not just okay with being a backup. Um, and when I got traded to Minnesota, it was kind of like they, they were struggling and their goalie, their goalies were struggling. Team was struggling, but it was perfect because like, that was a really good hockey team. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make like, it was just, they, they weren't playing well and goalies weren't playing well. So it was an opportunity to come in, but it wasn't like, you know, I didn't, I didn't like come into a team and, and revamp the team and make them amazing. Like that was a really good hockey team. It just wasn't playing well at the mm-hmm. time. And so, and then combine that with, it was kind of bonus time for me. You know, I had nothing to lose because all of a sudden I got a chance to play. So I didn't, I wasn't thinking about, uh, like, I mean, I think when I went there, we had a, a 2.5% chance of making the playoffs or something mm-hmm. at that time in January. But so, you know, that could weigh on you if you're on the team. But for me, I was just playing with, with house money and just started enjoying my time. And um, it just kind of like I was able to keep that out of my head and then playing behind a great team and, and uh, just, just kind of took off. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We went through through some uh, dark ages here, the dark times in Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, you know, it was dark times. Yep. Yeah, a lot of coaching, coaching uh, changes, and uh, you know, a lot of turnaround when it comes to play, players. But yeah, when I when I saw you coming into you know the Arizona, then you went to Minnesota. Um, 
you mentioned it. It was a great team, but it was struggling. And I find like a lot of yeah. you know, there, there's if if the team doesn't trust in their goalie, they always play on their heels, right? Mm-hmm. You're always like second guessing. Yeah. Hey, can I make this play? And you know, probably not. And if you you know, if you're second guessing, you're more likely gonna make mistakes. And then uh, it doesn't matter if you have the best team, but if th- they cannot trust. The, their goalie, they always gonna play on their heels. They gonna likely make more mistakes. So I think it worked for both sides. Like you had nothing to really lose, right? You start playing well, yeah. the team f- start feeling it back. Hey, we got a we got a goalie now. Hey, we got a yeah. legitimate chance. They felt comfortable and like like you said, it worked for both sides. So I'm I'm very happy for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, and you could see it. It was funny when you know when I the first game I got there. Um, it was crazy because so I got I got told in Arizona at about three o'clock in the afternoon that I've been traded. So uh, I knew I mean it, it was a shock, but I knew talking to my agent like there was a possibility. I didn't know Minnesota, but um, you know, something happening before the deadline. So I got told at three o'clock. So I mean, pretty kind of pretty emotional uh, just because of what I'd gone through the past year. And just like being away from the family, so now I got to call my wife, tell her I'm leaving again. She thinks I'm a walking suitcase, and um, they they call me and they they say, "Hey, uh, can you be on a on a seven thirty flight?" And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Scottsdale, but I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, I mean, even if I, first of all, I need to I need to like go talk to my wife and, and I, we had just one son at the time but I'm like second of all logistically that's impossible in Arizona because the game rink is in Glendale the practice rink is in North Scottsdale and then the airport is like is in Phoenix which is down south so I physically couldn't like go yeah. get my stuff and be on an airplane and but and I didn't know why I was because they had they still have two goalies so I didn't know why they wanted me on the flight. And they're like, oh, well, um, you're playing tomorrow night in Buffalo. <laughs> and I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, the coach is going to call you. So the coach calls me and he like really wanted me to play. And I'm like, okay. So I got on like a midnight flight in, in Arizona or from Phoenix, connected through JFK, landed at like, it was a jet blue, landed at uh, 6.30 in the morning, at JFK, connected, got to Buffalo, walked in the hotel while the team was having, like, team breakfast hmm. and basically just, like, walked on the bus to go to pregame skate, hadn't slept. <laughs> and when it went to, went to pregame skate, had, like, a three-hour coma nap that afternoon and then went and played the game. And, I mean, the guys played so good, but it, it's funny, just getting back to your point, Laddie, about guys just like needing to feel some confidence. Like I made one save in the first period right at the start of it. And it wasn't even like an overly difficult save. And it was like, it was almost like everybody just like exhaled and like they, they talk about that save. And I'm like, well, you had a good save. Like they were still it was sleeping. Just like guys. Yeah. I was so fast asleep. I, I and I always joke. I'm like, I make damn sure those guys know I was tired because he won seven, nothing. So I was like, I want to make sure the boys knew I was gassed and we put up seven. Oh, man. Uh, Devin Dubnik with us on Sports 1440. Uh, you know, Doobie, you're, 
same kind of stature as Stu Skinner. Uh, you know, as far as you, how you fill the net, um, what do you see when you watch the Oilers netminder? Oh, he's fantastic. Um, you know, I'm glad to see, uh, obviously, the start of the season uh, didn't go as well after coming off of a, a real good year last year. Uh, but he's awesome. And you know what's funny is I heard of Stu Skinner went like way back because um, Eli Wilson, I believe, works with him. And I remember him telling me about this I think he might have been like 13 at the time and uh, him telling me about this kid Stuart Skinner and he's he's great and then my family lives in Lethbridge mm-hmm. so they and so then they talked about him when he played there so I've kind of like heard about him all the way up and then it was so that it was cool to get to see him come up in Edmonton but uh, yeah I mean he's he's great he's he's young like he's and he's still learning um, but the he, the amount of um, ice he's getting is great for yeah. him because he's only going to get better and he has all the tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Quick. just one one add to that. I agree, he's excellent goalie, but he gets streaky. You know, like he gets very hot and he's yep. like one of the best. And then when he gets on this like a little cold streak, few games, you know, not so not so great. So with, like, is there a way yep. to get like more consistent? And and I know he's really really young. Mm-hmm. But so what What would you suggest for him? Because I, I think there is a huge, even bigger potential than he's yeah. even showing now. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's just the maturity, right? And the, and, the, and the playing games and finding a way to do that. Um, and that's, I mean, honestly, it's, it, it's a lot of, it could be a lot of things. Um, your, as far as your routine, right? Like what yeah. you do day to day like if you have a if you have a day off between games if you got four days off if you're doing a back-to-back like figure out what works for you like why you know why didn't it work why are we why are we kind of on the down thing and then also uh the mental side of it is and that's really one thing that that um helped me a lot was and in in, you know i don't need to get into is i i learned this uh technique called head tracking that um, helped me a lot and I, I know I'm, I'm sure he does it as well but when I really understood it it kind of let me snap out of because I'd get away from it and it let me get back on it right away um, but it could be lots of things like like I said you, you know maybe you get get a little too high when you're on a streak and mm-hmm. then a little too low when you're not but these are all things that don't just happen as a goalie they happen because you the more and more you play you learn and you discover what works for you and and how to how to make it consistent and and shorten those there's always going to be downs right there's always going to be little streaks of games that that you're not playing well you don't feel good and it and the the biggest key is like how do you shorten those he uh, just got a couple sorry doobie go ahead no, I was just yeah. saying, how do you shorten those yeah. into like one or one or two games, two or three games instead of four or five? Right? Exactly, that makes a big difference. That's yeah. that's what makes the great goalies great. A uh, couple, uh, just a quick yeah. ones for you because I know you got to get rolling. A couple texts uh, from Jordan: Are your kids goalies or are they, you know, uh, defensemen or forwards? What are they, Doobie? So they, it's funny. My so my oldest really wants to be a goalie, <laughs> and uh, he's he's actually so he's he's like our. Our the team that I had coach. He's like he's like our emergency backup goalie, and 
he, he so when we have we, we only have one goalie so when he when we have single practices he's usually our our other goalie and he really wants to do it i just i'm trying to keep him out first of all for my mental sanity um and take some shots at him without the without the equipment on and work on my son dude a few bruises and I, yeah he oh. shut it down I don't think it would work with him though. He stands in there. The thing oh. is he's I want him to I want him to get better at skating, but he's like he's naturally a very good at, at like getting in front of the puck. He's not like he's not super great technically because he hasn't played that much, but when he gets in there like he'll just do whatever to get in. like he he looks like a soccer goalie sometimes in there. Like it's He'll put his head in front of it like he he's So that's that's a tricky one. Uh the other two are um No, I mean they my six year old they don't have goalies, so he hasn't even asked yet. My my eight year old kind of throws it out there once in a while, but he's yeah. certainly not bugging me. But the ten year old's a tricky one. Um he wants to play next year, so we'll see. Uh, good stuff, Doobie. I know you gotta get rolling. Just a quick one here, a uh, uh, hi from Jason Raimundo, who said he used to work for your dad, Barry and had uh, played against uh, you two in a, a summer men's game years ago. So maybe you remember Jason. So uh, oh, I'm trying to – did he work – do you know if he worked for him uh, for IBM or for uh, the car dealership? Well, I know he's yeah, listening right now and he's going to send it careers. in. He'll, he'll text us in. So okay. uh, he just wanted to say okay, hi. Cool. And we've had tons of oh, texts yeah, here, Doobie. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We'll tell everybody thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, love getting on with you guys. This is, you know, started my career, Laddie. Mm-hmm. Great talking to you. Oh. Um, you know, I know it, I know it was tough, but it's it's also a time of our lives that we never forget, right? Because while you... I had some great times you with you, buddy. You, yeah, like that was the start of our careers, right? That's yeah. uh, an important time. If only he would have blocked a few more blocking. shots for you, eh, Doobie? We work well together. Laddie you know. his, we were the bright yeah, spots. Laddie worked his butt off in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, and uh, so they uh, back. No yeah. lack of work ethic. Thanks, yeah. buddy. No hey. lack of work ethic in Laddie. You know what, Doobie? Once uh, things kind of cool down here after, and maybe we'll get you on again with Laddie on another Thursday here in a few weeks. How's that sound? I would love that. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Doobie. Appreciate it. Good luck. Uh, Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, thanks thanks a lot, man. Okay, That's uh, Devin Dubnik, former uh, teammate of Laddie's for, what, four years, eh, Laddie? I think so. Yeah, about four years. Yeah. Well, that's a uh, great guy, great, great guy, guy. Yeah. really good guy. Yeah. He's a friend on, uh, I've never got to another friend of uh, mine at uh, golf course in Shannon Lakes, Kelowna. Oh really? Yeah, they I think members, both members there, get the golf together. So. Must be nice guys. Must well, John nice Scott's going to be pissed us, off, and us now he's going to be mad, guys. Yes, you know we don't because we're going to be a few minutes late on John Scott. He's going to take it out. He on He cannot punch me through the microphone through my <laughs> headphones. So uh-huh. you never know. Maybe he's coming in studio. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll get to John Scott when we come back. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid, fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Man, have we had some serious big-time guests uh, today. Uh, from Devin Dubnik, we move along to another big doozy, and it, it'll be uh, John Scott in just a second. Uh, Ladislav Schmid, did you did you play a few games against him? Do you, do you yeah. remember? Yeah, well, did you scary. Did you mix it up a little no, bit I with would the never big man? mix it up with John. Hey? Uh, never, ever. <laughs> he was out of my uh, weight class a little bit, and that's... Uh, 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 yeah, a little bit. Eh? Let's uh, elevate uh, your you game. You just have to know your limits. That's right. Yeah, and I do. What did and Dinger do. say yesterday? Was it not a wise decision? Wise life decision for um, Le Cavalier fighting Vinny? Chara. Yeah, 
Vinny LeCavalier oh. fighting Zdeno Chara. Ooh. Bad life decision, he said. Uh, let's elevate our game. Brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Forbes' best-rated residential elevators. Manufactured right here in Edmonton. Visit TrustRam.com for more information. As we welcome in John Scott from the Dropping the Gloves podcast to Sports 1440. John, you're with Kevin Carey's Ladislav Schmid. Good morning. Uh, hello, fellas. How's it going? Thanks Good for having morning. me. Good morning. Yeah. Well, this is old hat for you now doing all these podcasts uh you must be having fun doing them or else you wouldn't be doing them uh what do you enjoy about doing these podcasts um it it allows me to keep me in the game but also stay at home with the wife and kids and not have to kind of travel everywhere and be in hockey rinks all the time so Mm -hmm. i can still talk to the guys and just be at home at night which is always a plus Mm -hmm. so we're just talking with laddie so you guys played a few games against each other you remember that well, we overlapped quite a few years, yeah. 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 So I figure, gosh, my whole career, we, we came yeah. in at the same time and we left around the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, we overlapped quite a bit. I was almost a teammate with Ladislav. I got scouted by Edmonton for a few years, but I never signed that contract. I was always afraid of Ladislav, so that's why I didn't go there. <laughs> I was afraid of you, buddy. <laughs> but like I said, I knew my limits, you know. I stir, I stir clear of you. But, yeah. yeah um, Probably good to Good, but probably good decision by me, hey. <laughs> Still have a well. I miss. I'm missing few teeth, but I would be missing probably a whole lot more. <laughs> oh boy! So um, John Scott with us, uh, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid. Um, I, I think we let's. You know, first of all, when you look at your, uh, you, you know, it says born in Edmonton. When like did you leave here when you were quite young? How did that work, John? Yeah, so I lived in the north end um, at a trailer park, and then that big tornado came through, and I want to say 85. Yeah. And um, um, it just ripped up uh, my trailer, honest hmm. to God. And then so we came back, and our house was gone, and so we had to move out wow. east and live with my dad's mom. And wow. so that we were kind of forced out of Edmonton. Wow. I never, I never knew that story. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I, rem- yeah. I, I remember Googling the biggest tornado in history, and it was 1985. So yeah. it's like 89, maybe. Or, yeah. Or, wasn't it? I'll check the date. People are texting but, in right away. So. Yeah, they got to be texting. Yeah. But I didn't know you were affected by that. Yeah, oh. that's... That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we lost the trailer in my dad's truck, and we just kind of picked up shop and moved out east. So it was kind of, it was good. We ended up, you know, having a good living right near, we lived in mm-hmm. St. Catharines, Ontario. But yeah, I have always loved Edmonton. I, yeah. I really uh, enjoy the area still. 87, I think, oh, I, John. Is, yeah. Okay, there we so, go. It was a couple of years off. I've yeah. been hitting the head hey, a lot. Hey, it's, <laughs> it's okay. Well, Kevin cannot find some other stats like last week, but he, <laughs> like is, right, he is right on top of the tornado. Last night's game. Uh, well, obviously, John, you were a big striking presence on the ice when you played and you fought. And guys, you didn't have to fight a lot because you struck the fear of God into everybody. But you see a guy like Matt Rampey come up, a uh, local guy out of Calgary, but he also played in Spruce Grove here uh, with the Saints, John. Uh, what do you make of a guy coming into the league like this? And man, he's he's had to he's you know he's doing the stretching at center ice, and everyone knows what that means. And uh, but just your thoughts on him coming up and what he's done early on here. Well, I think it's it's great for him because he's obviously making a mark for himself in the game, and hopefully he can stick. But it's just funny. This was the norm 15 years ago. Guys coming in and you know mixing it up with everybody and fighting. And I think people are just kind of shocked by by what he's doing because they, they're not used to it. A guy coming in and fighting for his spot and just doing everything he can to stay in the NHL. But I, th- I think it's great. I think he's done a good job, um, you know, getting into fights, 
staying active, scoring goals, getting assists, and just being a valuable part of that team, which is a really good team to kind of stand out. It's hard to do. So I think um, he'll slow down a little bit once he gets a solid position in the lineup, but he's played six games. You have to kind of do what you can to keep the eye of the GM and the coach and make them think that you're valuable for the team. So, so far, I know people are, are criticizing him just because he's fighting all the time, but as a young kid, I, I would have done the same thing. You know, I, I want to do everything I can to stay in the lineup. So I, I enjoy watching him play. It's fun. I respect that, man. I, yeah. I respect him a lot. I respected you guys. You know, like it's not an easy job. And honestly, I'm more old school guy. And I, 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 I know you have to be able to play these days. And But I, I think a lot of guys leaving the league, it's, it's left the league kind of with some players without respect for other players you know at least when you the heavyweights were around more it kept the league and other yeah. players honest now it's you know you see stuff that you haven't seen 10 15 years ago and everybody's like yeah the mm-hmm. game is evolving and all that bullshit but in my opinion you still need respect in the game and you provided that guys so yeah. i you know like i said i i kind of missed It should be balanced, but n- right now it's the other way too much. It should be some kind of balance that there should be more more guys to keep other guys honest. So how do you find that, John? Yeah, you look at a guy like you look at a guy like Nick Cousins uh, for the Panthers, yeah. oh who's thrown some really dangerous hits this season. Yeah, and it, I mean, I'm not saying we were the ultimate, you know, policemen out there, but if he would have done that one time oh. back in my day, and I want to say like I'm an old fogey, <clears throat> we would have beat the tar out of him. You know, and it would have been a constant thing, and I think it would have got the message across. But he's that guy has no fear. You, you watch him skating around the ice; no one, no one says anything to him. Really, he has no fear of getting beat up. So there is a balance, like Ladislav said, and I, th- I think it's starting to sway back the other way. We saw the last five years where teams were just jettisoning toughness, and now you see teams maybe bringing it back into the lineup with Remke. You got Olivier, you have Delorier. You see teams starting to realize maybe I do need someone in the lineup to just keep things un- calm a little bit, so so I don't get my best players ran night in and night out. Toronto's been wrestling with it for years. Edmonton, you you have some aspects of it, but not too much. So it, it's just, uh, I think it'll always have a place. So. Mm-hmm. John Scott, our guest, uh, the Dropping the Gloves podcast on Sports 1440. Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid with you, 9.30 in uh, Edmonton. Who are some of the toughest uh, combatants that you had to deal with in your career, John? Can't wait to hear well, this. Well, gosh, they all came out of Edmonton. Usually, <laughs> I, I made a good career move and never dropped the gloves with Steve McIntyre just because he would have ended it pretty quickly. I'll, I'll go down on record. I've said this many times. He was the toughest, scariest guy I've ever been across, and I played with Derek Bugard. So, I, I oh. you know, I thought he was nails, that guy. He was so incredibly mm-hmm. tough and just really good at his job. But, you know, the, the I, I fought everybody in my era, <clears throat> you know, uh, Orr and Peros and McLaren and Karkner and you know Kochi and Jansen and everybody uh, who I who I could get my hands on basically and the only guy I turned down um, was Big Mac. He asked me to fight one time and I said I'm okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I play with Big Mac. My day, but, oh, man, that, yeah, oh, he's a monster. You know that. Oh, his his hands, just the hands, man. It's like two of my fists. <laughs> Just and, and <laughs> hey man, but but just the biggest teddy bear of yeah. the ice. Like I, he's yeah. such a nice guy, man. Like I, I saw him a couple years ago. Just just a great great guy, great gentleman. But on the ice, if you piss him off, he had that like 
snapping him. Mm-hmm. Even in the locker room, if somebody would say something bad to him, holy shit! <laughs> like you better watch out. I I was I was scared. I I know Ryan Whitney. Ritz like chirped him one time I think about like singing karaoke and he snapped and we had to like hold him back it was hilarious man <laughs> but ve- hilarious but very scary oh yeah uh, yeah he's the one guy who you could tell because I, I was always composed and the guys I fought you could tell they were you know they were there Mac the wires would cross and he would just he'd be gone and he yeah. would just be like a full on animal on the ice and those guys you, you don't want to fight so he had a different level he would go to yeah john's got with us on sports 1440 john how much uh, how many times how often do people ask you and want to talk about your all-star game experience oh almost never ever <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> yeah, um yeah all the time and i love talking about it it was just you know a pretty special weekend it was a f- interesting couple months and it's something that you know i'm proud of mm-hmm. i got to go to the all-star game and play with the best in the world and i, I kind of held my own as best as i could and it was a fun weekend and you know, I, I can't run away from it. It was a part of my career. So, yeah, yeah I talk about it quite a bit. Who were you on the ice mostly in the game with? Um, Burns and Pavelski. Okay. So I, I knew them from my time in San Jose, and uh, Daryl Sutter was the coach, and he tried to kind of bounce me around a little bit. for, But I think for 90% of my shifts, I was with those two guys, and thankful, thankfully, because they literally said – just put your stick on the ice and we'll find you. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they were men of their words and they got me a couple goals. So it worked out well for me. How did it go before? I mean, it, it, there was almost that conspiracy thing going on. They were tr- the league saying they didn't want you there and teams were behind you and then T-shirts were being made. Just kind of run, run everything down for our listeners in, uh, it, from your perspective, I guess. Well, it's it's weird because it started off as a joke and everybody, you know, is making fun of you and your hockey skills and, oh, this is going to be hilarious. This guy's going to play in the All-Star game. He's going to make an ass of himself. So that's not fun. Uh, you have to deal with that and those emotions and, you know, hearing all those questions from everybody. And then it slowly started to turn from just let's make fun of this guy to we feel sorry for this guy. And then it turned from that to, you know, let's get behind this guy and let's get him to the game. And it it was a weird month and a half, I'll be honest. So I I had a range of emotions and the the thing that kind of got me through other than my wife and then, you know, family was the the players. So I I would go into a barn and say Edmonton and guys would come up to me in pregame skate and around the locker room and say, Hey man, like we really, we think you should go, go and have fun. And, you know, what they're doing to you is pretty crappy, but, yeah. you know, we're behind you 100%. So that's what kept me going is just the, the my peers because they, they knew I was just kind of stuck in the middle of this whirlwind and they, they were they were supportive, which helped a lot. Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Yeah. Eh? One big hockey family. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, Gladys I'm a, I was the only one who said you shouldn't go. You're a big joke. <laughs> so I was you got me. You got me. No, I <laughs> was happy. I, I was yeah. happy. I was happy you went, man. Like, seriously. It's like, sometimes, like, and that's not what I, I, I hear people like now. I, th- I talk about the NHL and they like people on social media. Oh, this guy sucks. He's, he's not good enough. And like this and that in the NHL. Like, guys, do you realize they're in the NHL for a reason? They're one of the best players in the world. There's how many? 700? Yeah. You cannot say that the guy sucks. He made the NHL. Do you? Like, I don't think people understand 
how hard is it to make the NHL? Mm-hmm. I think that's just like, yeah, I, you know, like, I, do you agree? I do charity events. Yeah, I do charity events now and people are always surprised I can like take a pass and give a pass and I'll like go bar down on the goalie and they're like, holy, we had no clue. I'm like, yeah, like you said, Lattice, I, I, I crap, like I played for 10 years in the show. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 People I, don't I realize agree. how tough it is. Um, John, when you you played a couple years in Chicago, so uh, just last week on Sunday with the uh, Chris Chelios and Patrick Kane uh, goal with Detroit, what was oh. that like for you? Yeah, I was there. I work for NBC now, yeah. doing some pre and post game stuff. So it was it was electrifying that atmosphere. Just the the, the show that they put on for Chris Chelios was incredible. They they love that guy there, and then for Kaner to do what he did was pretty neat that was his first time back to chicago the fans were really really well receptive of him and it was kind of funny because chelly's getting his jersey raised and i'm looking around and duncan keeps there and then hosa was there he's got his jersey raised in the rafters there's kane sitting on the bench i'm like those like keith and kane are next yeah, yeah. so it was just it was weird to have all that <laughs> all that going on at once but yeah, it was it was a pretty special night for all those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last one for you, John. How do you balance everything? And you mentioned at the start with uh, the Drop in the Gloves podcast with, you know, NBC, with the podcast, with family, uh, et cetera. How do, you, how do you try to find that balance? Yeah, the wife's actually pregnant right now. Ooh, with, um, congrats. Eight, so we've got our hands full. Yeah, thank you. How so many? doing a couple months now. This will be number eight. What? Shut up. <laughs> I don't believe you. We need to send a picture. Yeah. How do you buy? I will. How? How? Yeah. That, that, that re, uh, I have to rephrase the question now. How do you balance this? Seriously, yeah. man. Holy. That's and impressive. It, it, it gets better. Our, our first seven are all girls. So we're expecting probably another girl. We, we, we don't find out. But, yeah, it'll most likely be another girl. So I'll have eight girls, let us laugh. I, 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 I fell off the chair. I fell off the chair. I have one daughter. I have three kids. One daughter. She's nine. And, oh, my God, I, I really worry. I really worry Jeez. because she's, like, a teenager now. I cannot Im- Good, hey man, good for you. Yeah, like unbelievable. Well, run us down, ages and names. Good for your here. wife. Yes. like she. Wow, run, run us down, oh, John. Jesus. Ages and names, if you can. Um. Well, they go from twelve to one, and we have yeah, twelve, ten, eight, eight, six, um, four, three, one. I think that's all. But yeah, Ava, Gabriella, Estelle, Sophia, Lillian, Eleanor, and Esther. Holy cow! So we like the more traditional names, yeah. more little old school. But anyway, yeah, we, we make it work. You know, that's why I'm in Traverse City. I, I go to Chicago not too much, mm-hmm. probably once once a week, maybe once or once every other week. And then we just, you know, you, you find a way. <laughs> it wow. is what it is. You make it work. But I'll, we're happy. I'll tell you what, you, you were MVP of the All-Star game, but your wife's the MVP here. Holy smokes. Wow. Seriously, she 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 does a good job. Oh man, hey uh, John, thanks so much for this. Uh, learned a couple things never knew about you today. Uh, yeah. Really appreciate your time. We'll have you on again with uh, Laddie. We've also uh, we've got some great co-hosts here too. You know, uh, Laddie, David Schlemko, Grant Fears co-hosting as well. So I'm the top though. You forgot top. to mention, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you're leading yeah. the league in right. swear Come words on the air. I know that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Finally, some excitement on the radio. Yeah, and, and they chirp me for it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Have a good one, man. Thanks, John. Have a good one. That's John Scott dropping the gloves podcast. How does he find time to do podcasts? Dude, (laughs) eight. 
Eight, wow. Number eight. That was uh, Elevate amazing. Your Game by Ram. Elevators and lifts manufacturing the safest elevator since 1987. Trust Ram.com. We've got to get to Are You In or Are You Out when we come back. With are you Kevin. in or are you out on eight kids? <laughs> Holy smokes. I can't believe that. Wow. We're yeah, back. I, I saw your face like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. what? Did you say eight? <laughs> okay. We're back right after the break. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. Just before we get to Are You In or Are You Out with Laddie. Time now for the Ski Report. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. Your Ski Report for Thursday, February 29th. Brought to you by the Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Great conditions in the mountains right now with the Alberta and Eastern BC resorts receiving snow this week. Marmot Basin getting pounded with snow right now. 33 centimeters in the last 24 hours and 65 in the last five days. Down in Banff, Lake Louise had 7 centimeters overnight and 61 in the last five days. Sunshine, 10 centimeters overnight, 23 in the last 24 hours. Norquay, 25 overnight. Nakiska, 29. And Castle Mountain, 23 centimeters in the last 24 hours, allowing them to open up even more of their coveted double black diamond terrain. In the last 24 hours, Kicking Horse has gotten 30 centimeters. Revelstoke, 20. Fernie, 31. Kimberly, 22. And Panorama, 19. There may be some lift and terrain opening delays today as the resorts deal with all the snow and the associated avalanche risk, but it's a good problem to have right now. Great skiing and snowboarding wherever you go right now, be it in the mountain resorts or local hills. Get out and enjoy. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report. Man, this is a big segment for the Duke. He has a ski report. Now it's time for Are You In or Are You Out? Okay, okay, you know what? Moving too fast. Bottom line, are you in or are you out? In or out of what? No time for questions, just action. In or out. Well, then I'm out. I'm sorry, Jet. Actually, you're already in. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I thought you would go, I'm in, Bob. We would have had a really cool moment, but uh, you kind of ruined the whole thing. All right, Duke, let her rip. Oilers overtime win last night, 3-2 over the St. Louis Blues. Zach Hyman, a pair of goals to reach 40 on the season. Currently sitting second place in the NHL's goal-scoring race. I'm saying by season's end, he will be in that exact same spot, trailing only Austin Matthews. Go ahead, Larry. Sorry, no... You want me to go? Elderly. Well, I don't know. No, I just... No, do you want to go first? Sure. I mean... If he continues, never mind if he continues on this heater, never mind trail Austin Matthews, he'll pass Austin Matthews. And that's why I'm going to say he's on his heater right now. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I would love, you know, I think he's hopefully going to get to 50, but I'm going to go out on this only because of the guy that we've been talking about in the break, and that's uh, past the David Foster, not past And uh, he's two back of Zach right now, and... I don't see I don't see Sam Reinhardt. I mean, he's, what has he got? Twenty five power play goals, or not quite? But, but I'll I'll just say because of Pasta that uh, he's the guy that'll finish second. Yeah, um, I'm out on it too. Again, we talk about Zach Hyman. I'm a huge fan of his, oh. but everything he brings to the table every game. Um, but yeah, again, Pasta. Pasta hasn't been so hot. I think he's gonna he's gonna heat up for the for the final part of the season. Yeah. So pasta and yeah, we haven't mentioned Kucherov. No, he's got thirty-eight goals. He's got thirty-eight too. Yeah, so he could he could be there. Watch too. out for him. Yeah, yeah between second place uh, Zach Hyman at forty and all the way down tied for nine, so the, the two guys tied there at thirty-two. That's only eight goals separating basically uh, the top eight spots 
outside of Austin Matthews in the scoring race. Yeah. So lots uh, lots to be decided in that regard, not to mention the Art Ross race as well, which Connor McDavid has uh, suddenly made very, very interesting oh, yeah. as well. Uh, Oilers will now uh, head on the road to Seattle before returning home for one game before a uh, longer road trip. 15 games in the month of March, which will come over the course of just 29 days, technically, from the 2nd to the 30th. In that time, though, schedule is relatively favorable, even with the compressed uh, time frame. Points percentage of over 700 in the month of March. So what would that record be, Duke? Well, if you call it 15 <laughs> games. 10 and 5? Uh, is that 10 close. and 5? What is that? 9 and 6 of them. I'm just screwing with you guys. Uh, nine, I knew the number one? here would be. This is awesome. Yeah. What is it? Well, I, that's yeah, the whole thing. Uh, 10 wins? It's a tough schedule. We all know that. Starts with the back-to-back. So you got Seattle and then home to Pittsburgh, laddie, on Those Sunday. are winnable games. There. Yeah. Those are, yeah, but any game is hard. You know, it depends. So this is hard. Very, okay. This is a good one. Here, here's the thing. Right now, laddie, right now, the Oilers' winning percentage right now is 632. Okay, so that's what, they've, that's what yeah. they are at right now. To go to 700... That's it, pretty it, high. You have to play very well, but here, here, laddie, who is here's who they play: the Penguins twice, Columbus, but the Buffalo. Penguins are a good team, are they? Yes, Columbus, Ooh. Buffalo, Washington, Montreal, Buffalo again, the Senators, uh, and the Ducks at the end of the month mixed in there as well. Are games against the Kings, Jets, Leafs, and Boston, I'm and the Avalanche. So like ten and five is. Pretty like that's not quite a seven fifty points percentage, but whatever you mix in a couple overtime losses yeah. instead of five straight losses, and it's mm-hmm. like it's there for the taking. It's it's doable. Yeah, I'm out. I I I think Oilers play better against better teams, though. Yeah. No, I, I'm out. Seven hundred is just a little hot for me, so I'm out on this one. And how about the next weekend? Do you get your your wish? Two games like before eleven o'clock. Yeah, I morning. love it. I live. For that's it. good for you, laddie. Too next weekend. What? In Buffalo, ten thirty start time. Oh, and then Sunday, eleven. 11. Hopefully, time hopefully we Pittsburgh. are in the. Well, yeah. Hopefully, I'm gonna have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think you are, John Scott? <laughs> playoffs. How about, how about that? Playoffs. That, that it's, text it's playoffs. right we before we went to break there. Where then the the text I think was from Jordan said uh, when we were teeing up in or out. <laughs> Jordan says John Scott apparently always in. <laughs> <laughs> we we started it inappropriately. We got to oh, end it inappropriately. Uh, okay, beer man I, and imitation. Tom said ten four yeah. and one. That's what seven hundred is. So. But, no, it's so too 10, hot. So ten three and two is better. Yeah, it is than seven hundred. So like yeah. you got a little bit of play with the loser point, ah. right? So nine wins this month is big. I'll give I'll give them nine wins. I'm out. Yeah, I know. Um, well, we're waiting for you, laddie. Give me my time. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be out too. Yeah, I think it's a little too hot. But hey. but they can do it. If anybody can do it, they can do it. Number three, Dallas Stars acquiring Chris Tana from the Calgary Flames last night, uh, shoring up their defense core that I'm saying now with the addition of Tana is the best set of defensemen in the NHL. That's wow. A big statement. We talked about this with Frank too, though, Vladdy. Yeah. I, I say top three. Okay. I say top three. Who do you like? Okay. What else? You like the Rangers maybe? Rangers is really good. Okay. Yeah. I well, think Carolina's is still very good. Carolina is still 
top top to bottom, yeah. I don't think Colorado's is quite at this level. No, no. I well, I, I don't know. Las Vegas, they won the Stanley Cup. They don't have like shiny, shiny, but they're shade Theodore and Theodore have, and Martinez Theodore. is on the down, downhill though. I think Martinez is really good defenseman yeah, still. He's, he's on the down. They won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he's on the they down. They like up. I'm gonna say I'm in on this one. Okay. I think the best. They, they. I think they. They're the best right now. I'm gonna go. I'm out. I like the Rangers better. Yeah, Rangers. So because like even when you look outside of the top six, like Nils Lundqvist currently hurt, young player, but uh, was having some success since coming over from the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joel Hanley is the next man up, and that's a pretty seasoned guy at this point. So like if if you if you roll down to a top eight. Like their mm-hmm. depth is is pretty uh, pretty enviable. So very good. Yeah, they got a great team. They, great. They, this is a big great pickup. team. Great pick team. Up. Pretty well top, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, this day, nineteen ninety two, Ray Bork became the third defenseman in NHL history to record one thousand points. A list that now has eight members in its entirety. I'm saying there's three active NHLers Ooh. who will join the list, and I'll leave it up to uh, imagination of what those three will be. But I have three specific guys in mind, and I think they're probably the same that everybody else. Hughes, Makar, and Carlson. Okay, yeah. that's who you're saying, yeah. Oh yeah. But do you think they will get there though? That's I. So you got to be. It, that's that's like crazy. To so Carlson will be 35 next year. Yeah. Okay. He's well, got he's, 200 points. He's so. got 804 right now. Yeah. So let's just say he gets 15 more by the end of the year. That's fair, right? Yeah. So he's at 820. He should be able to get, does he play three more years at 60 points? Two more years under contract, and that takes him to the age of 35, I believe. Well, he oh. turns 35 next year. He's 30, He's Duke, in 1990 born. He's born in 1990. So he's 34. He's, Homework. He's 34 right now. He's a 34. He's a 90 birthday. Yeah. Okay. So he's a 34-year-old so e- player. So either way, like, there's a, like he'll get another contract. Okay. Like, it's not like this is it. No, 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 no. No. And I th- and I think for him it's gonna be like he will want to surpass the thousand points. And mm-hmm. as he like gets older, and like you can already see now, like I mean he's not he's I don't think anybody's ever considered him a world class defender in the purest form. He's obviously a great skater and high IQ, but like as he gets older, like is he next contract when he's not making eleven sheets? Is it playing third minutes power play time exclusively? That's still a pretty easy way to rack up points. And I think putting up fifty to sixty a year with his skill set, even in his late thirties, is pretty attainable. Maybe it depends where he's playing, I guess. But yeah, hmm. there's some names there. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, well, Hughes and Makar are the the two, right? But that's that's 700 that's points a, away. That's a long ways off. Uh, Makar, that's eight years away. That's, a, that's the thing. And like with the injuries, guys, I don't wish injuries on anyone, but yeah. some guys are prone to injuries more than others. Makar currently uh, 308 points in 293 games played. Quinn Hughes 311 in 344. I'm gonna go. I'm out um, on yeah, this. Yeah, me too. I'm out. I'm out. Tough, tough crowd. Duke's today. in. I'm, like, I'm in. He's in. The, the, what I've said, like, the, the way the game is trending, like there's nothing, like McCars and Hughes are still in their whatever, young 20s, mid 20s. They, they still got room to get better. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. So, uh, and Carlson, I just think like almost like an Ovechkin style thing. He'll just leg it out until he clears the, I, the thousand point. I, I, I agree with you. And finally, uh, kind of staying in the world of sports, but today is February 29th, the leap day and we went over all the scientific discussion of that right off the hop so we won't uh, re-divulge into it um but you you kind of phrased this a little bit earlier question so i'll just throw it back out there to the listeners and to you too and with my personal choice the order to take the biggest leap for the rest of the season <laughs> will be dylan holloway 
Well, what was the question? I only answered the, the food question. Laddie's very five. upset with you, Duke, that there is no food question There's for no number five. There's only so many uh, controversial food takes out there, and i got to save some for uh, down the line, too. Oh. Well, we just had one we are talking in the break. We are talking about, because I'm going to prepare the ribs on Saturday, and Laddie says, are you going to do them outside in the barbecue? And I said, well, no. Because it, okay, it, it's you know hard what? to maintain, I've that, already, maintain uh, the, the temperature. temperature. I've, already, uh, I've already got next week's then. We'll, we'll loop back to this rib conversation. Okay. Because I've got a, a take about like the cooking meats and stuff, and I, I don't think a lot of people will agree with it, especially you two, based on what I've heard. I so love far. it so, already. So can't <laughs> okay. wait. Yeah, teaser for next Thursday. Sorry, Dylan Holloway. Not, not, no disrespect to you, but uh, yeah, well, okay. let's go with it. All right. So again, I'm going to be – I'm in on this one because I've been banging this drum for probably – almost three weeks now about Dylan Holloway, about how he has been given opportunities here to put himself in a position to succeed. The coaching staff has given him that. You know, he started on the second line two weeks ago in St. Louis. He saw a significant significant time last night with Evander Kane and with Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the line. It's there for him to grasp. But it's there he? for him. But can he? Can, can he? It's about seizing the opportunity. We talked about this. all those guys in the 2020 draft, Laddie. All the guys in the 2020 draft. Jake Neighbors. Yes. Rossi in Minnesota has got 17 goals this year. Bit of a different player, type of player. Yeah. Smaller offensive. Um, Seth Jarvis. Yeah. Well, Dawson Mercier. All these guys from that draft. They didn't start out on the power play on the second line. They started out where Dylan Holloway yeah. is and has been. But they took that seven, eight minutes a night and said, I want to play nine, I want to play 10, I want to play 11. Yeah, and now so that's legit, right? Now, there you go. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, I'm in. I I think he's a good player. He can do it. He's got a skill set. He's yeah. got a work ethic, it seems like. So I would be happy for him if he, if he could do that. Oh, yeah, and again, how roster construction goes. When you have guys like, what's going to happen... Uh, and I mean, next year, Holloway, is his contract is up. He's UFA, obviously. Sorry, RFA, RFA. obviously. Uh, so, But the next guy that comes up, whoever that might be, you have to have those guys that make entry-level deals that are contributing. Look at the guy in Dallas we're talking about right now, Thomas Harley. Harley, yeah. So you have to have these guys because what you know, Leon's contract is going to be $13 million, yeah. whatever it is. Well, you, you do have to have these... Uh, uh, these guys but for him like the the window of opportunity is closing too yes. right because every every year you have a new crop of guys mm-hmm. that they're shooting for the same thing so oh. i i hope for him that it's going to work out okay what's going on in the weekend laddie we're starting our playoffs in jphl my son is starting a playoff in, in hsl in best Amanto mall here in the mall yeah, in the on mall, what day? Nine, on saturday uh tomorrow oh really 9 30 a.m so and you'll be here again. 9.30 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., my son's games. You might and as well then, just stay shopping in the mall all day. No. So <laughs> 9.30 a.m. here, 1 p.m. silent eyes for JPHL, and then back here at 6.30. I don't stop. No. You're like John Scott. Just, just don't John stop. Scott minus the eight kids. <laughs> um, what about Shinny today? You going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the coach from the, the team we play play in the playoffs from yeah. JPHL, he, he's going to be there, so... I'm going to send him early message today. Oh, oh really? No, yeah. An early message? What An kind of message thing. would that oh, be? We'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And maybe He's another... a great guy. He's a great guy, actually. But Are you going to send one to the hammer? I know who it is. Oh, do you? Yep. Are you going to let us He's know? He's my buddy. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good, good guy. Did he kind of come clean or what happened? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hey, this hammer is like chirping me on the radio. He's like, yeah, like, what would you do to him? I'm like, nothing. I think it's pretty funny. It's like, well, he's like, well, it's me. I'm like, thank God it's you because if it would be somebody else, I would probably run them through the boards. <laughs> I'm just joking. I I love I love it. All he's right. a great guy. Thanks, Laddie. We'll see you next Thursday. Okay. Buddy. Good Thanks. luck on Thanks the weekend. Thanks. Yeah, good luck on the weekend. That's Ladislav Schmid, our co-host, every Thursday from eight to 10 and uh when we come back at, uh, what do we got we got hey we're gonna talk a little baseball with rock kubatko from the uh, baltimore orioles uh masn sports laddie says thank god he doesn't have to talk about baseball just wait baseball's not oh come on <laughs> uh that's coming up at 10 20 uh first up here's a sports 1440 update brought to you by the snow valley ski club all runs and lifts are open and ready for family fun seven days a week visit snowvalley.ca for details here is the duke